the work staff dudes are insane. There's like so much pent up like aggression and like sexual tension. They're always like a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to, you know, you're walking on eggshells around like people are about to fucking like, like bust a head and bust a nut. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, they're insane. They're crazy. I remember one time I was doing a, a stand up gig before and um, there was a group at the back and it was like, uh, like a Christmas staff dude and they were all accountants. But a big, huge fight broke out among them, and they all started like screaming and shouting at each other. And I was like, I've never seen such a bunch of accountants so animated and emotional. <laughs> Honestly, they were all like lamping the head of each other and stuff. Had to call off the whole comedy show. It was crazy. <laughs> this is that one of your comedy shows, was it? Was that a comedy show? Yeah, yeah. They all just turned on each other, and, I, and it wasn't like a heckle, like where you knew what they were saying. So it's all like they're like disputing office politics. So I can't even chime in. <laughs> yeah, Karen from finance. I have my mouth GCSE. I can't go toe to toe with an account, you know? <laughs> I, you're like being like, just don't fucking start hacking me, lads. Jesus Christ. Like, yeah. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Finterviews. I'm your host, Connor Finn. And on this week's episode, I sat down for a laughter-loaded chat with the hilarious Cormac McDermott. Cormac is a Belfast comedian, filmmaker and meme maker, probably best known for his hilarious digital content under the name of The Bark Boy. We spoke about Cormac discovering his passion for filmmaking and comedy, getting verbally abused in minimum wage jobs, his highlights and horror stories in the Belfast stand-up comedy scene, and exciting projects he has lined up for after lockdown. Cormac was such a a fantastic, lovely, hilarious guest to have on the show. And uh, fair warning now, I probably cackled for 90% of this podcast. So hopefully you guys really enjoy it as well. So without further ado, please enjoy this latest episode of Interviews with the brilliant Cormac McDermott. And welcome back to another episode of Interviews this week. I'm delighted to welcome on to the show Cormac McDermott. <laughs> did I ruin that, did I? You failed your Irish GCSE, I'm sorry to say. I got a fawn you and everything, like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my God, that's, your, that's stolen valour. That's like people who wore, like, military uniforms when they didn't serve in the army. <laughs> Camper Giants McGermida. No, it's all good, it's all good. Oh well, pissed up anyways, you know what, the interview can only go up from here, like, uh, <laughs> how's it going, man, anyways? Yes, not too bad, all good, all good. Excited to be on the show. Excited to be on the show. That's it. We were just talking about potential guests that we need to get on. And I mean, like, you're, you're number one on the list. Like, I mean, we're talking about like some of the, some of the other B-listers that have been on here so far. Like, <laughs> Jesus, like, just I've been really biting my time. I needed to impress you a wee bit to build up to that stage. You no, know, before oh I like, God, I can't believe you're throwing Tim McGarry under the bus. Oh, uh, Tim knows it all right. Anyways, like, geez, yeah. Uh. No, we all love Tim. It's all good. How are you yourself? All good? Yeah, keeping well. No, I was just, uh, just, uh, you're actually sacking interview today. Like, um, uh, so it's, uh, it's been a bit oh of a. Oh my God. I'm Sam, you're Slacky Sobbins. Oh, here. Slacky Sobbins. How <laughs> that, dare you? And that's how I like to treat my guests. You know what I mean? Treat a mean, keeping keen. Disgraceful. Please don't take me back. <laughs> So yeah, no, I've been fucking on one this morning, like Monday, getting shit done. Very good. <laughs> yeah, but here, if first and foremost, I mean, we're having the crack. We obviously know each other. I mean, big big dicks laying out. Like, but, um, <laughs> if people don't know who you are, Corwick, or what you're about, maybe tell us a bit about yourself, like where you're from, and like kind of what maybe you're known for your background. Yeah, no problem. I'm a comedian from Belfast, um, and I do kind of 
short films and put them online. And I do a lot of statuses on a page called The Barrack Boy, um, where I would do kind of like just regular memes, funny posts. And then I do try and work in the odd like event and stuff that we do, usually in and around Belfast. Um, and then I do a lot of screenwriting as well. So it's kind of all those things. And I channel it through The Barrack Boy uh, Facebook page. Because that would be the most logical explanation of the, of the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. But the I mean, lore goes much deeper. That's only very, very surface level stuff here. Oh, that's what I said. That's all I'm looking for this podcast. Buy my biography. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, swipe up and subscribe. Yeah, link in bio. <laughs> <laughs> Full story and only fans. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, there's Patreon. I haven't got set up yet, but like, fucking we quit anyways. Like, uh, <laughs> But that's it. So, like, if people don't know, um, yeah, obviously, Barrack Boy is what I would initially kind of know you for anyways. And, um, I mean, if that wasn't obvious enough, I mean, clearly, it's a big Belfast reference, all the rest of it. Like, um, mm-hmm. but I suppose you're kind of saying there, like, I'm, I'm glad I let you explain actually what you did. Because <laughs> if I can't fucking pronounce your name, I wasn't going to be able to get what you actually did altogether. Like, so... <laughs> <laughs> But I suppose, yeah, comedy is kind of like a main thing that you kind of base around yourself with and probably what you're known for, as well as doing, you know, the different films and stuff like this. But like, harken back to yeah. the, like, you know, stasis and um the kind of crack that like I'd relate with yourself with. I'd say it's very much that kind of like Belfast, you know, like, like, I, I don't know how to summarize it, really. It's a very niche set of humor that, like, as I said, speak to people like Tim and stuff like that. It's so hard to get out of anywhere else. But, like, when, I suppose, did you first get into this, like, whole world of, like, you know, creating films, creating, like, these sketches, like, this persona of a barrack boy? Like, was it something mm-hmm. that you'd kind of always gravitated towards and had a passion for? Or was there potentially another path in mind? Yeah, no, from a very, very early age, I always knew I wanted to do, like, um, at least something to do with films, you know, just in general. Um, that, that was kind of like a vague kind of aspiration of mine. And it wasn't until I got the opportunity to do film studies, then I was like, oh, they actually have, like, a an A-level in this. And na- naive old me was like, get the old A-level, get Spielberg on the phone, then we'll sort, of, sort the whole thing out. But uh, <laughs> things might work like that. But, um, no, but I, I'd done film studies, and I genuinely, like... Can you hear me again? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. No, no, you're just talking about how how much money you spent in doing film studies. Yeah, go. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so this this was film studies A-level. This wasn't even university yet. Oh, fair. Yeah, but um, so I done like a little short video. Uh, Do you remember MTV Cribs? Uh, Um, I remember it very well. Yeah, so I I done one called Gaffs and like Gaff being a reference to like you know a house and like a housing estate, and um, it was just basically me going about like my tent, my you know two up two down house mm. eating like fish and chips and just you know having a laugh being like look look at my gaff, um, but then people started coming to the the film studies room and they would like want to watch my video on the PC and people started like telling each other in the school about it and then they would all ask the teacher to watch it and stuff so I got like a big buzz kind of off doing that. Uh, right. And that was kind of like the initial thing that started it. Uh, and this was before the Facebook days too. So um, I had this video and I had nothing to do with it. And then I think I put it up. I made a page called The Barrack Boy. I put it up on that and then just kind of kept putting more videos up and then more statuses later on. But that was kind of the early days and that's kind of how it kicked off. That would have been about five, six years ago maybe. Yeah, Jesus. And like, do you know what? Like it's kept on going since. Like, But like 
I suppose, like, from that, like, that seems to be a lot of the way that um people have chatted to before, like, how they get into this thing where they're just, like, I just fucking, like, wet with an idea and, like, here we are, do you know what I mean? Like, years are, like, yeah. popping on, stuff like that. But, like, so, like, how did, like, that that was obviously something that you cited, you know, you're like had an interest in film and stuff like that. Kind of similar to myself, although I didn't uh do any two up and two down kind of MTV um <laughs> <laughs> mockumentaries or anything like that. I just uh, decided I'd chat shit to people on the internet. Um, <laughs> but uh did you ever kind of have like because I know you were saying there you went off and you studied in university for that as well. Like did you ever like have any kind of stage in your mind? Because I know even when, like, a lot of people, like, when you say you're like, oh, I want to go study something like media or, like, something like this, people tend to be like, mm, mind when you're knacking there a wee bit. Like, yeah, so, so true. <laughs> Did you ever have, like, any... I always think, like, doing film studies uh, is kind of like, you know, that scene in Star Wars when he's flying through the asteroid field and they're like, sir, your chance of employment is 18 trillion to one. And I'm just like, never tell me the odds, kid. Like, that's literally just, I was like, it's the only thing I wanted to do. And I, I'm like, I know the odds of being on the brew is like significantly high, but I'm going to take a chance. I'm going to take a punt. But uh, yeah, no, I know what you mean. Like, it, it is very, very hard. But uh, I, I also, there's um, a really good um, local film scene in Belfast too. Mm. Uh, run there's the film Navarre film festival run by Brandon Mulholland in the black box mm. and it's really good as well it, it got me super interested in um, making kind of you know, short comedy films too mm. um, because everyone would go to the black box get a load of drinks and these little 10 minute short videos would all be played on a projector mm. and um, some of them are some of the funniest things you've ever seen in your life <laughs> um, so I definitely give that a good plug as well that's very, a good thing to get down to when it opens back up um, but yeah, just doing different things like that and just like the buzz and the energy of coming together as a team and making like a short film. It's just like a really good thing that you can get addicted to quite easily, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as like one addict to another, um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I definitely get where you're coming from there, you know, hooked to your veins. Like, but I suppose like you were kind of saying there, like, um, what first got you, you know, making like, you know, these like videos and like into this comedy scene as well like but what was the kind of inspiration behind like i suppose your content and humor like is there yeah. anything like or anyone that has particularly influenced you in that kind of like route of because it's, it's 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 quite a kind of niche to be fair like i feel like uh yeah. it can't be replicated in a lot of different areas like mm-hmm. i feel like it's uh it's similar to like different areas just have like certain types of humor like there's a kind of like a specific glasgow humor there's a kind of Belfast humor there's like a, a New York Bronxy kind of humor um so it's just I suppose it's just it, it emanates from like Belfast itself you know seeing your uncles or seeing like your friend's older brother you know who are just coming out with these one-liners and funny ways of saying things and you're just like it's like it's like poetry you're like this is the funniest stuff I've ever heard but it's like street poetry because it's so guttural and it's like you know a lot of it's like f words and this but they're always like good metaphors for things and stuff so i think like in the early days just being like inspired by you know like uncles at the table cracking jokes and getting everyone in hysterics yeah uh, and then yeah and, and then later on i remember there was a really specific thing we used to do in film studies where we would get like the plot of a you know a generic slasher film and yeah. we would t- strip strip away all the main characters and kind of replace them with like local belfast people and see how differently the plot would play out <laughs> and I remember this that would always like arise in like brilliant comedy. 
you know, you could always like find like a hilarious way a Belfast person would handle something different, you know, than like a rich American would. Yeah, uh, so I all, we we always thought like you can't do those wee sketches and stuff. <laughs> I would say, um, like being a bit of like a culture myself, like from uh, you know, fucking the outskirts of Armagh, um, I remember like vividly my first kind of like day trip to Belfast um, it was actually with an ex I had at the time and I was like I, you know what sure don't know what to do like there's fuck all to do in our mouth. we'll go up to the big smoke and um, I uh, like I don't think like anytime I try to explain this like, to anybody else be like oh what's Belfast like whatever like this I think this is a perfect analogy we went up there anyways classic pissing down rain and I thought yeah we'll go to like go um, across to you know kind of like Titanic area stuff like that where the Odyssey is and it's like we'll mm. do some bowling Land walked all the way over there because I thought, you know what, like I'd, I'd never heard of anybody being able to just grab a taxi like a normal person. Like, Armel, that just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he walked through the rain, got all the way over there. Of course, it was all booked up. It didn't have a lot of forward planning, but there was one thing that I knew I could. I was like, right, I know if I go to a bar, I can definitely get served because I had my brother's ID that's about two years older, but yeah. we looked literally like twins. Um, so we went into the Crown Bar, uh, went literally all the way back to this train station, more or less. <laughs> and within five minutes there, got myself a drink, got her a drink, whatever like this, sitting just like, it's a wee saloon bar, got sitting selves up at the table. And this man, I know where comes up to us, proper like trench coat, like whatever, like ever being like, what the fuck's this going on? <laughs> I, and he comes over to us and goes like, you want to see a magic trick? Um, now, I've seen enough films in my time where a man in a big, long trench coat asks you, do you want to see something? You very much go, uh, I'm all right. <laughs> but, um, this is the- my first rodeo, so I've seen this trick before. <laughs> <laughs> it was my first time in Belfast, for it. <laughs> but you know what he does? I was expecting, fuck, right, he's going to ask you just like, on leeches, he's going to flash us or I'll show us some like watches that he's got hanging out in his pockets. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, as you said, I mean, places all have their own different types of humour. Belfast, um, I think it's the only place this could really happen. He goes like, do you want to see a magic trick? And then he goes to um, physically remove his ear from his head. Um, oh my turns God. out it was a fake ear. <laughs> but the man must have been fucking ragged because he dropped it on the ground and then scurried away. So we knacked our drinks around on afterwards. <laughs> Well, he's scuttling about looking for his ear. <laughs> and then just to journey back home, be like, the fuck happened there? <laughs> so, oh I mean, my God. if you're going to be influenced by anything, I'd say, yeah, um, Belfast is, is, is no kind of like, you know, lack of characters around there. Like, the ones up around my end, they just make fucking big kind of cu- like culty jokes about like, <laughs> do you like chicken? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, it's good. There's so many like, different, just uh, you know, different characters and stuff floating about. It's easy to get inspiration, you know. It's oh good. yeah, I, I say you're no, <laughs> no lack of it. But here, I suppose, <laughs> kind of before this, like it, this kind of career in content creation, whether it's films, whether you know it's the comedy, tells maybe about. I think this is always a great kind of question to find out about, like maybe more of the character building jobs you had, you know, growing up or whatever you're doing, like the kind of informed you know the content and the person yeah. that you are today i don't know if you've had many of those so far uh <laughs> um, i i specifically remember um like one of the jobs that i kept and this was through i, I didn't want to do this job but i kept ending up back in call centers like i would always try and do any job other than a call center but then i would be like literally nobody is hiring for these people um and i remember just going to the call centers and like they were like hilarious like the work was a, was abysmal and brutal, 
But um, like the people on the phones were just like, you know, some of the funniest people you've ever met in your life. Like the fa- you know, there, I remember one time um, it was in uh, well, well, I don't want to say which concentrics it was, but on the first day I was there, it was eleven o'clock in the morning, and we were in the smoking area, and a guy had like a bag of must have been some sort of white powder and he's sitting like shoving it up his nose and like talking about how many sales he's going to get and all this it was basically like the Wolf of Wall Street with no money I love he's you know coming I mean? into this literally being like oh, oh fuck I'm going to get some good sales today proper like gulling for it oh, it's insane I'm like the way they get their staff in in call centres is like they will literally it's like when Fagan is like pulling kids off the street they'll just like they're like the interview is a formality it's like can you breathe oxygen and expel carbon right get on the phones and then you're two weeks of basic training like a marine and you're just thrown on the like omaha beach at telephones it's the most insane yeah so those jobs you, I, I mean they're just they're just you're all banded together nobody wants to do it and you're just all talking shit the whole time yeah you're so those, sitting- i'd say i'd say stuff like that's definitely um inspired me you're just sitting in the office mm. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I couldn't take it. The anxiety of like people angry about mobile phone contracts, and like you, you know, like a middle-aged woman who's angry about her phone contract has the arguing cardio to go for days. And I'm just, I don't have the fight in me anymore. I'm like, I can't fight with these people. They're too strong. But it's say like. <laughs> <laughs> they're too strong for me but it's say um like obviously having to deal with a lot of that kind of things will probably yeah. like i mean i suppose it's the same as like what you said before like even just between family members and like people just having the crack and stuff like that like you're putting those situations where like you cannot make up some of the shit that like goes on do you know what i mean like yeah. um like putting down the phone to sandra that's like gonna tell you like you know 20 minutes how much of a bastard you are and you're going like yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> so true so true like screaming at you for an hour and a half and you realize you only made about eight quid for getting dehumanized for 90 minutes <laughs> i actually my first job was um supposed to be in a call center i did an interview for it i got all stood mm. up and everything and um they went in and i don't know if they did this for you but they gave you kind of like a scenario um like this was our my interview that I did in Arma, like fucking dropping names now. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're close. Like, um, but uh, <laughs> they had give me a scenario saying like John Doe, blah blah. Here's an issue. It was it was supposed to be for like customer complaints, rev like this. But my background would have been like I would have been doing like a bit of, like theater and stuff like this, like in like whatever. So I took this as like a oh, this is a character they want me to become. Instead of like, <laughs> this is a person, a client that you have to deal with. <laughs> so my first ever job interview was me sitting in this call center, then being like, yeah, I'm what's the, like, um, okay, so we're just going to do a bit of a role play. And I was sitting there going like, well, my name is John Doe and I'm very upset. <laughs> so oh I mean, God. you're saying Fagans grabbing them off the streets. Like, I mean, they still offer me a job in the end of it. Like, but. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just thought from there, I was like, mm, probably not the best idea. I end up going fucking like a pizza chain instead. Like, uh, or to, oh God. I, yeah. Which pizza chain did you work at? Oh, uh, it's named after a famous board game. Um, I know hopefully that rounds it down. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I used to work in a uh, one that rhymes with uh pizza slut. And, um, <laughs> and I remember, I remember, I only worked there for literally like about like three weeks or something. And I remember vividly, um, we had to wash out, you know, the tiny little white ceramic things that they put the ketchup in. 
Yeah. And there's like, there's hundreds of these and they're stinking. And they're in like a big white metal dish rack and I'm power hosing them, like washing them in the back. I was back at house. I wasn't as good looking as I am today. And um, <laughs> I'm, I'm power washing all like the white things. And this guy comes up and he wants to use the sink below, but they're all stacked on top of it. And he just goes, and just spits on them and it trickles down through and goes into the sink and he says who gives a fuck it's getting washed anyway oh, jesus christ and i was like get me out of here <laughs> yeah well there's same of my ones like literally i was i i when i first started it was a staff do from the first week and i was like this is a great crack but didn't take the advantage of it at all so i said you know what this piece of shit job but i'm sticking it through till i get a second crack at a staff do in winter <laughs> <laughs> and it oh. made you laugh afterwards like <laughs> crazy work staff dudes are insane there's like so much pent up like aggression and like sexual tension they're always like a nightmare <laughs> yeah you're trying to you know you're walking on eggshells around like people are about to fucking like like bust the head and bust a nut like do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, they're insane they're crazy i remember one time i was doing a, a stand-up gig before and um there was a group at the back and it was like uh, like a Christmas staff do and they were all accountants but a big huge fight broke out among them and they all started like screaming and shouting at each other and I was like I've never seen such a bunch of accountants so animated and emotional <laughs> honestly they're all like lamping the head of each other and stuff had to call off the whole comedy show it was crazy this <laughs> is one of your comedy shows wasn't it was that a comedy show yeah, yeah. they all just turned on each other and, I, and it wasn't like a heckle like where you knew what they were saying. So it's all like, they're like disputing office politics. So I can't even chime in. <laughs> yeah, Karen from finance. I have my mouth GCSE. I can't go toe-to-toe with an accountant, you know? <laughs> I, you're like being like, just don't fucking start hackling me, lads. Jesus Christ. Like, yeah. <laughs> but here, that was... I just... <laughs> I'm sorry, I just cut you off there. That's my bad. That's me. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Absolutely shite fucking interfere. <laughs> uh, but I suppose that was kind of what I was going to get on to next. About. Like, um, from, you know, the like doing stand up and different things like that you're like you're kind of such an eclectic kind of range of things that you're pushing out quite a lot like what does an average day look like for you or is there anyone the same i mean like like today who would have thought mm-hmm. that you but would have been on a podcast jesus <laughs> i know M- i know Mental, like you- <laughs> uh, well since the uh since the lockdown literally every day has been like groundhog day because um, all, but, but before that, I was doing like, um, I would organize stand-up comedy events. I would organize those Planet Smick events. I don't know if you've ever seen those. Um, that we done. Never got the invite, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, essentially, for anyone who doesn't know, Planet Smick was, um, we allowed, we spoke to nightclubs and we I managed to get people in. And you could wear your full tracksuit, full like Nike or Mac <laughs> shoes. And we got them to serve Buckfast in, in glass bottles. And we said they can only play like 90s trance music. And um, it was these. There was this night. And these were like the three staples. And um, so we used to do them like once every maybe three months. And um, so that would be kind of like a day in the life. So doing the stand up, doing that, and then writing screenplay stuff. Um, but now at the minute, with both of those two things being down with um, all the lockdown stuff, it's mostly just kind of writing and posting statuses on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now you've went and turned around. You're kind. Of, you're doing the same as like you know the ones that would have been bitching down the phone in the call yeah. center. <laughs> yeah, I've become the very thing I sought to destroy. <laughs> but no, like I suppose that's it as well. Like it's funny. The more I kind of talk to ones through like these interviews and stuff, the more I'm kind of being like, maybe you should just cut out that question to be honest. Because <laughs> every like, yeah. even if somebody asked me like that, it's like, what are you doing? It's like. 
with clearly not much and chance of people online like jesus christ like yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah don't I, make me try and justify my life here i'm hanging <laughs> on as it is <laughs> <laughs> I know. Literally, I think they're like doing another fucking like <laughs> more lockdown stuff today. Like, fucking, I'm down dumb and stuff. And they're being like, I full country fucking restrictions coming in, like almost back to what was at the start. And I'm being like, oh shit. Aww. Like, sure, last time fucking I started a podcast and dyed my hair. Like, I don't know what else I've got to do yet. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? I'm running out of options here. <laughs> I know. What's the next step? I don't even know. <laughs> Maybe get into like Beyblades or something. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, I'm going to turn into like the Bjork stalker. <laughs> Ranting into, a, ranting into a camcorder and shaving my head. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's a natural progression, really. Like, uh... It is, yeah. I have no more lockdowns left of me, Boris. Please don't do this to me. <laughs> See, I don't even have that. Like, literally, if I go up the road, like, fucking, I'm under, like, Arling fucking rule, and then I come down here, <laughs> and it's like, me, Hall Martin, and all the rest of it. So I literally, like, toss it up every day between, and be like, right, <laughs> I wonder who's going to take me over next. Like, <laughs> 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 left, right, and center. Yeah, that's it. Like fucking hell. <laughs> Everybody's getting fucked this year. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm so glad I'm not one of these people who are forced to work from home. You know, like you have to be like on like a headset in your living room. It's like just let these people go off work. Oh well, yeah, it has to be that. That's literally currently oh. me right now. <laughs> are you doing that? Oh, well, that's the worst. Oh, do you know what though? Like, actually, because this job that I'm in the moment, it isn't too bad. Like, because when you're in the office, it's quite quiet, anyways. I'm everybody's about twenty years my senior, so to be fair, I actually don't mind being in the house at the moment. Like, um, consider with all things considered, you know, you go up, you make your dinner, you got all the rest of it. Yeah, don't have to ask too many questions. Like. I mean, what have you been up to, Racy? How's the kids? Uh, what have oh, you been up to, Connor? I've been shit. drinking a bit more. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, you know, you know me. We, I'll, I'll walk here, um, going out with friends, drinking to stop the screaming in the head. Uh, same, same as always, same as always. I used to work in um, the civil service for about, how long was it, a year and a half? And oh my God, it was, it was so monotonously boring. Like, uh, I had to get out of it. What were you doing in civil service? I, I was childcare, so it was like I had to send out. Let, don't worry, I wasn't in charge of any children. I was going to say, I was really. yeah, yeah. <laughs> protests against the government. Um, no, I just had to basically, basically just send out like the exact same letter um, to people. Just you have to like reapply to get like child benefits. So, but it was like literally you do the same letter and you had to type out the details again and again and again and again and again. And people have done this for like thirty years. And I was like, I'm in this no longer than a couple of weeks. I'm gone. <laughs> yeah. Did they, did they find out the copy and paste function or like? <laughs> I know. Yeah. I was like, I'm so close to being replaced by a computer in any time now. As soon as these people figure out there's more than Windows XP, I'm <laughs> fucked. <laughs> <laughs> but I suppose, I mean, obviously this, uh, this probably leads me on like perfectly into the next question I was going to say. <laughs> Has it been, I suppose, any standout moments <laughs> that have came from this kind of like career and all the bits that you've done so far that you maybe never thought could have happened? Like maybe it's part of doing, you know, the smix night, like, um, or stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> has there been any standout moments that you've kind of had so far that you've been like, oh shit, like, you know what? This has actually like been worth it. Yeah, but the, the first ever, um, well, I suppose the first ever time I'd done stand-up was like a big moment because it was like quite scary to do that. Um, but then also the first ever Planet Smick event that we'd done, I, re I remember having like a real distinct snapshot 
um, because like so many people turned up. I, I was so afraid nobody would show up and everyone would be like, yeah, this is the worst idea ever. But like so many people showed up and uh, we were allowed like on the stage with the DJ and um, we had all of these barracks, you know, and for anyone who doesn't know what a barrack is, it's just a two liter bottle of cider, but it gets the nickname a barrack in Belfast. Yeah. Um, and, and we were just, we were allowed to just throw them out into the audience and people were like jumping up and grabbing big two liter bottles of cider and like <laughs> opening them and shaking them and everyone's wearing tracksuits and like um, Faithless and Somniacs playing. It was like, I was like, this is like perfect. I'm in my element right now. Loving this. <laughs> and that was a really good one. And then I suppose like the most exciting one uh, would be, did you see the trailer Tongued? Um, yeah, done a couple yeah. of years ago. Yeah, so so that was like um we we done a trailer, it's like a concept for like a, a feature length film, and um I've been working on that kind of behind the scenes uh for quite a while, and um no it's good. There's um there's a good few updates coming on that at the minute, but I can't really speak on them too much. It's just because I, it's a contract thing I'm signing at the minute, but it's all good. Um, it's uh, it's so we're pushing that forward quite a bit. Um, well, that's this definitely a- something for, like, going forward. I really am, I'm excited about. I mean, this is a fun thing about podcasts. I mean, all legal things are thrown aside. You're actually not held <laughs> culpable for anything on them. So don't you worry um, at all. Like, honestly, you can, yeah, start spelling your gods. And um, the, the good thing to know, that we've only got about two listeners so far anyway. So um, it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd be hard pickings if anything happens for it. But no, like, Jesus, that's like, I mean... Those are like, like, I suppose it's, it's not until I kind of like start talking to people as well that, like, I mean, you literally made a snack club night. Like, I mean, you did like fucking stand up, which like, I still can't get over anyway, any comedians I've talked to so far. Like, there's one thing for making like, you know, funny videos and stuff like this. Yeah. And then there's another thing about getting up on a stage and being completely vulnerable open to as well i mean especially belfast where people aren't afraid to fucking tell you what they're thinking yeah like that's definitely one of the few ones that's like as you can do that jesus christ like what can't you do (laughs) so so true like the 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 belfast heckler is a a different breed some of the worst hecklers though were from Derry. like um, there's a woman there's a woman brought an entire kevin bridges um show to stop because she just wouldn't shut the fuck up kevin bridges had to stop a whole show and do another night because a woman in Derry like just wouldn't shut the fuck up. Well, was she just giving him a go? Like, or was wouldn't, wouldn't back down? Wouldn't back down? <laughs> and these are the same people in call centers you're, you're supposed to argue with about their internet bill. Yeah, <laughs> this, can't, this, can't win. Do you know what? She's probably the one that's like at the GP that like you know when you come and be like I've got an appointment. She's like, oh, what's it about though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. She knows. seems like a type of woman who goes to the GP to get her script every single day because I don't trust her. <laughs> And I suppose maybe maybe this lends itself quite handily into the next one. But has there been any horror stories that you've experienced being in this kind of you know film entertainment kind of scene? Like, um, has there been anything that like so far that you've been like, uh didn't really? I mean, I know things might be shit here. There was like, didn't expect that one happen. Yeah, well, I I remember um the worst heckle I ever got um and doing stand-up it was like a really like low point so i was the mc for the evening so like i have to introduce the show then bring the comics on and i'm like the in-between guy and then i kind of close the show yeah. and so i opened up and started up and i was like um come on guys i want you to make some noise here and then like they made a little bit of noise and i said i want you to make so much noise that someone outside would think there's been a terrorist attack and i <laughs> and i thought that was a funny line and then this guy stood up and he was drunk and um he started going talking about serving in, in afghanistan and all and like screaming and i'm going like oh my god this guy and he wouldn't and he was like aggressively he's like, being held back and shit 
And I, I was trying to explain to him. I was like, it's just a metaphor. It's like, it's not an endorsement of uh, terrorism. I was like, it's just like a funny metaphor. Uh, and then he was just screaming and wouldn't back down. And then I just had to like introduce the next comedian after this. And um, it was like the worst atmosphere ever. That, that almost like got me out of doing comedy. Oh, um, so brutal. Yeah. Uh, and then he happened to get back up. Because if it was just me, I could have went, fuck it, I'm away, and just left. But I had to yeah. get back up on stage three times after that. <laughs> like, if he had to be at the start, he could not. He, uh, he got me a cracker. I have to admit, he, he, he got me good. Uh, yeah, every single time he comes up, and be like, my time now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was literally like one of those guys. He's like, I served in Vietnam, man. And I'm like, I didn't even ask. Yeah, tell jokes. You're like, that's a weird American accent to be walking around Belfast with like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it was crazy. He was lunatic. So, I mean, from Smick Nights to just getting absolutely hackled by, you know, PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. There was another particularly bad one that happened. Um, we were doing a gig. So there was there seemed to be like in Belfast there was a lot of bars really just wanted to capitalize on like doing a stand up comedy night. Yeah. So everybody was trying to like throw one together. And um this this bar won't name it or anything, but they, they literally just said, get us a comedian. And then I showed up and I was like oh, me and like about three other comedians, I kind of organized it. Yeah. And then the guy was like, Do you have microphones and all? And I'm like, Do you think I walk about with a microphone, like some sort of gun in my hip? <laughs> I'm like, no, and of course I don't have a microphone. And then um, he didn't have a stage either. And he got, he got a crate and he put a crate. And, and then this is, this is the worst bit. There was loads of people sitting down, having dinner, having conversations. And no, none of them knew that it was a stand-up comedy night. And then he turns off the music, doesn't even fade it off, just turns it off. And then I have to get up on this crate with a shitty mic and just start saying, hey, everyone, you're going to get a comedy show now for the next hour and a half, whether you fucking like it or not. And it, that was a car crash. That was horrific. Jeez. The worst. I mean, there's one thing going into, you know, a comedy show and like, it, like obviously you's coming in and being like, oh, do you know what? There's no fucking setup. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, this is just, you know, we're being dragged through dirt. There's another yeah. thing going out for me <laughs> and not knowing there's a comedy show happening. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because I was like, if I was out for a meal and someone done this, I would hate that guy. So I don't even blame the people for like hating me because I was like, you guys are justified. I, I'm being forced to ruin your night because this guy who organizes this is a moron. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then as well, I feel so sorry for the comedians that like I roped into that gig as well because I'm sitting bombing on stage and then I'm just looking at their wee eyes waiting to go up. And it looks like, you know, in Gladiator when like they're waiting to go into the arena and they're like kissing themselves and shaking. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm so sorry I have to do this. And you're like, welcome to the stage. Yeah. And you're like, well, good luck with this. <laughs> I best love fucking every fingers oh, crossed. Like. <laughs> nightmare, nightmare. But when you get bigger gigs and much more well organized gigs, like the ones at Lavery's are amazing. They're always mm. like a hundred percent because because all of those guys are paying in, so they all like actually want to go see the acts, and it's all like well lit and laid out. And then when you get a night like that, that's that's a cracking. That's like a hundred percent. Yeah, good. yeah. Me, me, makes all worth it. Then yeah, makes it worth the hackle and then, like the. Yeah, standing up on like your yeah. <laughs> foxes. <laughs> you just get stuff like that from like the really mental, like you know, badly organized ones. <laughs> but I mean, they're the best stories, and do you know what I mean? That's just yeah. the content for the rest of the shows. Yeah, yeah. true, true, true. <laughs> you can look back at them and be like, at least this will never happen. 
again like it could knock it any worse than this yeah this exactly like after this podcast you'll be like fucking hell lad. jeez <laughs> i've got some content there is some wee dickhead as chance for right now that's <laughs> all up up from here <laughs> exactly but i suppose uh i am conscious that i have literally just been chatting as a boss to you for a while and um <laughs> even there was probably about 20 minutes before this <laughs> like um but um i'm conscious that like um you have to obviously get on with the rest of your day as well so i'll finish up with one last question that is what does the kind of what does the future hold for Corvac? is there a five-year plan like or is there any big goals that you want to achieve that you haven't yet or is it very much get through a pandemic <laughs> um no I, I, as i said earlier about the uh the tongued project um that's definitely something that i see going down the line hopefully if i get that accomplished then it'll be much easier to do other similar things so think mm. screenwriting and um working on projects that are like you know like story driven comedies um and stuff like that because I, I really do like focusing on like the filmmaking but with the comedy yeah. um, where some people like doing maybe just strictly comedy on snapchat um whereas i kind of like doing like a story that has like characters and stuff it's just like a nice kind of thing like that i like doing so definitely focusing on stuff like that going forward is where my where my head and my heart is at the minute yeah. Um, yeah. I, I love doing shit like that. <laughs> yeah. No, you, you, you've had your smick nights. Yeah. 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 <laughs> now, now it's time to get down to the right and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. True. Um, but yeah, just I suppose focusing on the screenwriting uh, and then obviously doing stand up comedy too. I would love to like use both in tandem. Like, you know, if you're acting in something and people are like, oh, that's good. And you're like, oh, that guy does stand up too. I'll go see him. So kind of pushing both of those things um, as much as I can going forward. Yeah, I suppose that's it. Like, you can't really have, like, one, you know, put all your eggs in one basket either. Like, do you know what I mean? Everybody yeah. seems to be, like, juggling about three things at one go. Like, but, like, yeah, that's... so true. But, um, us creatives. <laughs> God, we're, we're, just, we're just never off our feet. Oh, geez. <laughs> don't try and inhibit... Don't put me in your box of words. I am an artist. <laughs> in the purest yeah. form. Don't know what you're talking about, like... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Should be thrilled to be linked in with this back of me bastard. Like, <laughs> how dare these mortals step in my realm? <laughs> I am the Barak boy. <laughs> Lightning thunderclaps. <laughs> music. <laughs> but here, um, if people want to find you, I kind of want to, you know, see where you're going from here and all the rest of it if they want to get you know tongued and all, all that yeah. sort of where can they find you where can they you know follow all the Karen posts that you're putting up and um <laughs> it like especially um because I'm unsure there's going to be a flurry of ones that are just you know slating me left right and center where, where, where can they see that then yeah if you just type in the barrack boy even into google or facebook um, it should be the first result that comes up um just give that a follow and anything i'm doing will be channeled through that whether it's just you know funny status updates memes or like projects i'm working on stuff like that or any stand-up stuff so yes if you're interested far away the barrack boy just look it up on facebook or google i mean there's you'll get links to all the different stuff on it yeah that's the easiest it's... way <laughs> and if you see anything dodgy just don't click on it yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah anything dodgy wasn't me <laughs> anything dodgy i was never a member of that organization <laughs> all right jerry <laughs> yeah. Merely the meme wing. 
exactly. Well, here, um, thank you again. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Honestly, I do say, say this stuff every guest I go on. I completely chance my arm getting them on. Um, and just fucking firing out an Instagram or like, you know, some kind of DM here and there. So when people do get back, I'm so appreciative for them for taking the time. And, uh, not I've, a problem, not a problem. I've, I've, yeah, I've, I've, hopefully this wasn't too painful of an experience. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good crack. I love it. <laughs> exactly. But here, um, I'll leave you to it anyways. And yeah, can't wait to see what all stuff that you come out with in the future, man. All right. Yeah, not a problem. No worries. Thanks a nope. million. Thanks again. Here, I'll see you later, man. All right. Bye. Nope. No problem. Take it easy. Take it easy. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of for Interviews. If you'd like to support the podcast, please do give us a like, share, subscribe, um, give us a rating on whatever listening platform you're on. It honestly really does help. And you can give us a follow on socials. I'm on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. It's for Interviews Podcast, for Interviews Pod, um, wherever that name for Interviews is, I'll probably turn up somewhere sooner or later. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll chat to you later. Bye.